0: And what a king! He's my king. Is he your king? Yeah. He is the one who is and was and will always be. His name is Jesus, sweetest name I know. Matter of fact, you can't say Jesus without smiling. You ever try to say it with your normal face? <laughs> you just—it's hard to do. Isn't it. Look at the person on the side of you. Say say his name, Jesus. That's the best look you've seen all day. <laughs> well, Amen. Uh, it's my privilege to serve as one of your state missionaries, to serve as the director for all of disaster relief ministries across the state of Florida. And we're honored and delighted to, to be here with you today. And thank you, church, for your willingness to host our first uh, training of 2017. We have six more we'll do across the state. And uh, it, it's all about connecting churches and, in, and individuals who will work collaboratively and cooperatively together to make a difference in times of crisis when disasters occur. Whether they be local or statewide or in some uh, national capacity, whatever that issue is, we want to try to be those servants who will be right there to make a difference in other people's lives. And uh, thank you for your support through the gifts of the cooperative program and through the McGuire State Missions offering. We're able to have equipment and and resources to do what's required and and what's necessary. Florida has been blessed over the last 10 years until last year. That we went to without a hurricane of any significance. And then last year, God so uh, chose to give us two Hurricane Hermine and then Hurricane Matthew. In addition to being able to respond to those two hurricane responses, we also served in seven other different call outs across the country. We were in Louisiana, we were up in West Virginia. Um, and um, so uh, as a result of that, uh, we were able to produce over 68,000 meals that we served to individuals who were hungry we did over 800 jobs and where we were able to go into people's homes that had been damaged by some uh, in some way by flooding or by the wind and minister to them and share Jesus with them and love on them and help them and to God's glory we were able we know of uh, 21 people who gave their life to Christ while we were there serving them and so I just give God the glory for that and I say, give you all those numbers to say that was just a beginning. Had we have more volunteers, uh, the more we have to, to engage and respond, obviously the more we can minister in Jesus' name. And it is a, a huge ministry of uh, volunteers from all over the state. Um, we have probably now over 4,000 who have been trained and credentialed. And uh, you know, like good Baptists, I, I got their name on a roll. Now if I could all get them to show up at one time, glory, Hallelujah. Uh, uh, but um, it is an incredible ministry. You, we've been blessed. We have resources. Uh, we have two feeding units, mobile feeding units, that can do about uh, 35,000, 40,000 meals a day, and uh, that's a lot of uh, chicken and dumplings and green beans and all those good kinds of food, but it's a hot meal. In fact, about 85% of the hot meals that the American Red Cross serves in a disaster are prepared by Southern Baptist Kitchens. And so we we cook it up, and uh, they serve it. And to God, get, God gets the glory. And we're able to help a number of people in that way. It's always a place for you to be involved, and we encourage you to do that. So if you missed the training yesterday, you can join us for one of the other trainings that we have scheduled around the state, and we'd love for you to be a part of this ministry. Well, take your Bibles to uh, to the book of Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three. Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three. Um, I've pastored where we've had multiple services and, uh, uh, usually the last service of the morning, I usually tell them, well, go ahead and pull out your sack lunch because I can preach the rest of the day. In fact, I live over in Panama City. So on, by, by my watch, it's just 1030. So hot dog, we can really, we have a good time here. Um, but, uh, I was speaking one day at a church and, uh, I asked them, how long do I have to preach? And they said, well, you can go to noon. After that, we go home. So, okay, we'll do that. We'll do our best. But uh, what a delight. Thank you, Pastor David. Uh, We've known David and uh, and Doyle, of course, for for a number of years. You're blessed to have such a servant of God as Brother David and Doyle. And uh, I'm honored to be their friend and be their servant. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something today that maybe, possibly is, totally unexpected in fact when you came into the service today uh, and you looked in the bulletin you saw delton how do you pronounce his name B all bl you know um, who is he and some of you are already texting i hope this goes fast (laughs) but beyond that it's really not about me it's about having a fresh encounter with god And unbeknownst to you, what God is going to say to us may radically change your life. I'm going to ask you to do something, and I believe God is asking all of us to do something totally unexpected. I read a story of an old gold prospector that had been up in the hills for a long time searching for gold and was getting low on supplies so he packed up his mule and came down out of the hills and into this little country town and cowboy town and there were some cowboys there that were a little high and happy and they saw him coming in town with his old mule and they stopped him and he said uh, hey old man you ever danced he said no Kate say that I have he said well we're gonna learn you so they pulled out their six shooters and began to shoot at his feet yeah you, you can imagine he got happy and hoppy real fast Until they would shot up all of their bullets And they were laughing and caring Not paying much attention to what the old man was doing While he reached on the other side of his pack mule And pulled out a double-barreled shotgun <laughs> And he laid it right under the nose Of one of those cowboys He said, boy You ever kissed a mule and he said, no, sir, but I've always wanted to. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask you to kiss a mule. But I am going to ask you to think with me for a few minutes as we look into 2 Samuel chapter 23 about doing something totally unexpected. Second Samuel 23, verses 11 and 12. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Listen up as I read. And after him was Shammah, the son of A.G. the Harriet, And the Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he, that is Shammah, stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines so that the Lord brought about a great victory. Tucked away in these few little words, these couple of verses, I believe is a message that God wants all of us in this room and everyone that's listening to pay attention to. To understand that I believe God is asking us, calling us out today to do something unexpected. When you unpack the verse, it seems to me obviously that we can note that that which had Belonged to the king was being forgotten this was the field of lentils of peas it was a pea patch and yet though it was the king's pea patch it's pretty obvious that when threats and when opposition came forward that the people had forgotten all about where they were and what they had opportunity to defend You know as i think about the world in which you and i live today it's tragic but for many the same thing is going on as in retrospect or in light of the kingdom of god and his work for many of us today the truth is we are ignoring the work of god it's no longer our priority it's no longer our passion it is just not on the front burner of our lives we're filled up with so many other things now we enjoy the pea patch we enjoy coming we enjoy the feeding and all the festivities that go along and having it but truthfully is we're just overlooking it all together it's another thing on our to-do list it's something that we check off and you know um i'm gonna say this i didn't say this in the first service when i pastored we had the ceos of our church the Christmas and Easter only. And if they, sh- <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that, should I? Well, maybe that's why I'm doing DR work. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, they, they show up once a month or they show up at Christmas or Easter and yep, they've done their duty. They're a good Christian and, and here we go. Let's go on with life. All the while, the enemy is gathering, all the while, the enemy is approaching. And maybe it was in the case as we read about Shammah that all the people were beginning to ignore the good things of God that had been provided to them. All that the king had given unto them not only to treasure but to enjoy. Now they find themselves threatened for what's once ignored is now being opposed. I... I've lived long enough to see some things that I thought I would never see. I've heard some things that I thought I would never hear in our own country, experience in my own lifetime. i would never thought or ever dreamed that it would be happening. And here it is in 2017 and we're being threatened and we're being challenged and we're being opposed on the very core values of what it means to be a good person and certainly to be a follower of Christ. It seems that though the world is wrecking everything that's sensible and mocking everything that's sacred, there is opposition out there. And it's ugly. And it's, uh, it's a threat. And so here was the people in Shamma's day over this patch that was given to them by the king and they were perhaps in charge of and enjoying all the benefits of. But when the Philistines came along, the Philistines came along, there was a challenge. And the second thing that's pretty obvious as you read the text is that those who could make a difference had not done so. In fact, it says in verse 11 so the people formed a committee and appointed 10 to go talk to the Philistines. Now, if your Bible says that, go get another Bible. But isn't that like some of us today here comes a challenge and I'm confronted and yet wait a minute That's not my role. You go talk to him. No the Bible says that they fled away They saturated that place with their absence And so they could make a difference, but they made no difference in fact they fled from the pea patch I've often asked myself as I've studied this text and in fact it was years ago that I heard Bailey Smith, a pastor evangelist bring and speak on this message and it challenged me that day as I walked away that oh God help me be the kind of person that would do the unexpected because now we live in a situation where most of the world thinks that's our pattern that we'll never stand up we we will never speak we will just silently move away and yet what we read here today And what God, I believe, is challenging you and I today to do is to do something totally unexpected. Perhaps it was because of some old sins that had snagged them and and they had no courage anymore. They had no confidence because they were still living with the guilt and the shame of that old sin that had, uh, had bogged them down. And so they were not as free or they were not as energetic. They were not as energized because of that old sin that kept on Hag- nagging them and, and, and slowing them down perhaps it was because of some secret sin at least it's secret in their mind God knows our ways but that secret sin seals our lips that secret sin holds us back perhaps it was something public everybody knows i've messed up i've missed the mark and as a result i i don't have that confidence i don't have that courage and so when the opposition stands or when i'm challenged in my faith rather than standing i just flee in fact when i was reading some scripture the other day i I came across a couple of passages one in the book of proverbs let me read this for you in Proverbs chapter 24 you might want to make a note of it in Proverbs 24 um, we read this passage in verse 30 I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding and there it was all overgrown with thorns its surface was covered with nettles its stone wall was broken down and when I saw it i considered it well i looked on it and received instruction a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to rest so your poverty will come like a prowler and your need like an armed man think about it rather than being a people strong and courageous ready to respond we become just lazy I heard one man say one time, I'm not afraid of work. I can lay down right beside it and go to sleep. <laughs> and there we are. Here we are, this bustling big church. And yet, the truth is, many of us are just lazy. Oh, I'll get around to it one of these days. And the problem is, the enemy is getting stronger, the enemy is approaching. They not only want to oppose us, they want to destroy us. For our enemy has said, and God has revealed His strategy to steal and to kill and to destroy. To destroy. Wipe away the message of Christ. Take away the mission of the church. Do away with it. And we flee because we're lazy. Now, It seems that some of us have a smooth message. But that's all we've got. We're we're just a bunch of fast talkers. I came across this passage in Psalm. Psalm 78. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth. And they lied to him with their tongue. For... Their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. Big talk. No walk. As the old Indian chief said, a lot of thunder, no rain. Hmm. Was that why they fled? I'm like you. I'm just trying to study and, and, and unpack the text and think to myself, that which belonged to the king was being forgotten, and those who could make a difference did what—they fled. However, I introduce to you Shamma. Shamma. He was one person, but that one person who. Said to God, I will not abandon my post. This is your pea patch. A pea patch. And there he did. He took his sword, he walked out in the middle of that pea patch and said, Bring it on, boys. Now, I'm reading that. That's Baptist talk. <laughs> but do you not see it? There was one thing. And it's the one thing that may be be totally unexpected to you today. And it is a thing that I believe God is asking all of us to consider and to be willing to do this very day. Will I put myself in a position for God to use me? That's it. It's totally unexpected, but it's the thing that God is calling out to you and to me and to all of us, that today we would put ourselves in a position say, God, here am I. Use me. Has that ever occurred to you that when God saved you, if you know His salvation, you know His forgiveness, you know His redemption, you know Him as your Lord and Savior, that's my king, is the choir and orchestra that wonderfully led us to the throne in, that He would be saying to you, put yourself Keep yourself in a place and I will use you. There's an old song many, many years ago. All I know of the are the words, little is much if God is in it. Take little of me, God, and use me for your honor and your glory. Amen. That's it. That's the secret. How can West Side make a difference here and to the ends of the earth? By every one of us in this room, by everyone listening, by every one of us taking our stand and say, like Shammah. I take my stand, and today I'll put myself in a position for God to use me. Why is it not happening? Are you running away from your call? Are you running away from your role? Are you running away? Have you been noticing, though, the more you run away from God, the more you run into God? You can't outrun Him. You can't hide from Him. He always has a way of showing up in your life. Some of you came today because it's your expectation. Somebody has said to you, you're expected to be here. I expect you to be there. And some of you are here just because that's what I'm supposed to do. Or check that out. We'll go. We got it. We move on the reality is i believe god is calling all of us today to be just like shammah and that is simply putting ourselves in a place for god to use us now we say to volunteers who come and, and are a part of dr many many people have never done anything like this but they come and uh i i promise you a couple of things right off the bat, you'll discover muscles that you didn't know you even had. And they'll ache for a day or two, but by the third day, you're in a rhythm and you're enjoying ministering to people and you're out there in their broken worlds. And you're sharing Jesus and hope and encouragement with them. Uh, And I've had so many people say to me, Delton, I never thought I could do anything like this, but oh my I don't want to go home all because they said God I'm going to do something unexpected I'm going to let you use me do you think you call your staff and your pastor to do all of the work (laughs) that's not happening they can't do it they're not your hired guns God's called you God is leading you. God wants to work through you. And oh, the joy of what it is to experience the power of God as you submit to Him and say, God, here am I. Use me. And don't look so shocked when He does. Matter of fact, every one of us are uniquely made by God and have a unique calling from God. In fact, look to the person on either side of you real quick and say, you are unique. Would you do that? And they look back at you and say, say what? Text that out 10 times. You're unique. But I asked myself, what what it was, what, what it was, what was it about Shabbat that he'd be willing to take that kind of stand? Well, maybe, just maybe, he heard the king. He heard the king say, I'll promise you this while you're here in joy, while you're here doing the work of the kingdom, I promise you I'll meet every need that you'll ever have. I promise you that I will always be with you. I'm a beloved. Our God is not so short that he cannot reach every one of us. Our God is not so weak. That he cannot sustain all of us our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his mighty riches amen so why am I doubting if he's asking me to put myself in a place for him to use why would I doubt him he'll give me the strength he'll give me the wisdom he'll give us the the words if we will say here God I'm gonna do something unexpected I'm standing, here, use me. Man, I can't wait to see what this church can be and will be when the people of God determine to say, God, here I am, use me. My goodness. Maybe he was standing on those promises. That's what I love about the Bible. By the way, every time you open your word, you have a fresh encounter with God. And so many promises from Genesis to the Revelation here just stand on his promises but then rely on his provisions you see I don't think Shamma looked at his biceps looked at himself I don't know what kind of man he was physically uh, it really wasn't about his physique it was more about his understanding that my God is able to deliver me My God will stand with me. My God will never forsake me. And standing on those promises, he was able to see all of God's gracious provisions. Zechariah said, It's not by might nor by power, but it is by my Spirit. Give me a man, give me a woman who will stand yielded to the purpose of God. Filled by the Spirit of God. Willing to do the work of God. Quoting and standing and living out of the will of God. And I'll show you a man or a woman who will do unexpected things for the glory of God. Because he knew the king's promises. He stood on the king's provisions. And God, listen to what it says in verse 12. Did Shammai give the victory? No. The scriptures are very clear. And the Lord brought about a great victory victory what promises are you standing on can you stand on that promise is god faithful let me ask that again is god faithful yes he's faithful faithful is he to forgive us and cleanse us faithful is he to go before us i have three children and uh soon to be six grandchildren you know, grandchildren are your reward for not taking your kids out while they were teenagers. <laughs> now, they are awesome grandkids. But my, <laughs> my daughter, our oldest, lives up in northwest Arkansas. My oldest son, our middle child, is a major in the United States Army. And I'll never forget the first time uh, he was going off to Iraq. That's hard as a parent. Um, we were talking via email and he said sent an email with all this army acronyms i have not had the privilege of serving in the military so i had all these bvds and all those acronyms popping back at me and so i had read that morning joshua 1 9 be strong and courageous for the lord thy god is with you and so i finished out an email back to him and i closed it out by simply saying bsac dad he fires back an email and says, Dad, what in the world is B-S-A-C, me? And I said, go look it up in Scripture, Joshua 1, 9. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord thy God is with thee. And as a parent, seeing my son go off to war, I stood on a promise. Lord, be with him. And all of our soldiers, be a sword and a shield in their behalf. So, Matt, when he got to Iraq and he was leading his men into battle every night, before they would go out, you know what he'd do? He'd quote Joshua 1 9 and then say, Be sat. And they'd load up and go into their mission for the evening. He said to me on occasion, He said, Dad, one night we were late. Uh, we should have already been on the road. And, uh, and he come bouncing out of the tent or the hut or whatever they were in. And he said, load up. He said, Dad, they just stood there. <laughs> like knots on the law. He said, they just stood there. They said, I said, guys, let's go. We're late. Let's go. And they said, almost in unison, he said, we can't, sir. He said, well, why can't you? Well, you haven't quoted our verse yet. Amen. He went to Iraq that first time with 42 men he came home with 42 men be strong and courageous for the lord thy god is with you beloved i i share that obviously it's it's close to my heart but i think about the church the people of god about you being here today and the challenge that you and i have from god to do something unexpected to take a position in your family to take a position in your work to take a position in your community to stand others may flee but you will do the unexpected you will put yourself in a place and let God use you in just a moment we're going to stand and have an invitation and I believe God is calling us all this very moment to do just that maybe you've never even thought about God having anything for you that God has not He doesn't even know you that's not the case for He tells us in His Word that even when you were in your mother's womb He knew you You're special. You're unique. When God made you, He made only one of you. And God wants to take each of us and do something that we can say at the end of the day, only God could have done that. When I get to heaven, I'm going to meet Shammah. And I'm going to say, sit down here and tell me about that day. How you stood in that little old pea patch and you watched God bring a victory to bring back the glory and the honor of God for that particular place, for that particular time. And beloved, that's what our lives are to be about, to live in such a way that God gets the glory, that God gets the honor, that God gets the praise. This is God's pea patch. It's my house and my family. But it's God's house and it's God's family. As long as I have a breath and as long as I'm able to stand, may God get the glory for all that He's doing. That kind of courage, that kind of conviction, that kind of surrender to Him, it will make a difference in the world in which we're living. One by one by one. We don't have much snow here in Florida amen Amen. I moved to Florida from West Virginia and somebody asked me if I missed West Virginia and I said nope I hadn't had to shovel any sunshine since I've been here (laughs) but as you know that little particle of water splits explodes forms the flake it floats easily to the ground but then here's another and here's another, and here's another, and here's another. And everybody from Florida doesn't know how to drive when all that stuff packs up. And they don't know how to drive in West Virginia either. (laughs) But I think about that, one by one by one. What a difference. And here we sit, one by one by one, taking our stand, doing the unexpected. And God gets the glory. Job wrote these words. Does he not see my ways and count all my steps? I'm going to ask you today to take the first step of many steps to follow. Do the unexpected. Put yourself in a place that says, Here, here I am. God, use me. Father in heaven, in the stillness, in the silence of this moment, speak loudly, speak clearly to all of us. whether we're in this room or listening by television or on the live stream God uniquely you've drawn us to this moment I say afresh and anew here I am I've had a lot of friends walk away I've seen a lot of people who would sing your praises on Sunday, shamelessly, fade, walk away. I pray for them, that I'll love them and continue to reach out to them and ask them, consider now the way of the Lord. But Lord, take my stand. And I pray in this service that men and women, boys and girls, would do likewise. Some have never even thought about the plans and the purposes you have for their life. And all of a sudden, the reality... That God would have a place for me. That God would want me. How refreshing, how thrilling that is. May they take their stand. And from this day forward. Be one like Shammah. Who to this day we still talk about.